songs about drugs when i was a kid i used to just think he was talking about los angeles i mean never knew he was talking about heron heron what's up y'all um i had a good day i think back on keto so no sugar but other than that i had a a good day um didn't do too too much of anything I got with my husband one last time, played some Call of Duty, and uh, yeah, did nothing. There was a football game on tonight, the Bears versus the Vikings, and it was 12 to 10, the Bears won, and of course, I lost fantasy this week, you know, and it, it was the old college tribe, and it just wasn't enough, buddy. Um, other than that, I did not, did y'all spend any money on Cyber Monday or Black Friday? I didn't either. It's really nothing I want to buy. I really can't think of anything that I need or want to buy. It's just not, nothing I'm needing at all. Um, yeah. Just going through here, looking at the news. See what we got going for ourselves in the world today. Okay, not that one. Alright, let's see. They're identifying who the hostages were that were released from the Israel Hamas deal. Former President Trump is seeking a rematch against President Biden in 2024, which would be only the sixth presidential rematch ever and the first since the 1950s. Hundreds stream in to pay respects for Rosalind Carter as she lies in repose in Atlanta, Jimmy Carter's wife. Taylor Swift will celebrate her birthday this year by releasing her Eras Tour concert film to stream on on demand. 
I can tell y'all I still don't really know any Taylor Swift songs, but like one. And I only know that one because my mom used to sing it. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. My mom used to love that song. We'll see what else. New Zealand's new center right coalition is repealing a ban on the sale of tobacco to anyone born after June, January 1st, 2009, which critics say will cost lives. So, New Zealand saying, smoke them if you got them, no matter what age you're at. Stephen Colbert canceled his late show episodes of the week as he recovers from surgery from a ruptured appendix. I can tell you I've never watched that show. I've only seen clips of it. Pathways to citizenships for young immigrants protected by DACA are likely to be included in a border deal lawmakers are trying to hash out in the final weeks of the year. Will they actually do it? No. I can guarantee they probably won't. Shein, the ultra-fast fashion retailer founded in China more than a decade ago, is said to have filed confidentiality for an initial public offering in the U.S. So, they're trying to put a Shein in the U.S. 12-year-old boy driving a stolen construction vehicle at police in Michigan on a I don't even know what I was it was an hour long I was going to say a hour long hour long chase striking about 10 parked vehicles in the process what a ride that dude was on I wonder if they'll revoke his license before he gets one a group of senate democrats met with senior level idf officials in capital to discuss the israel hamas war and concerns about a humanitarian crisis in gaza 567 days later young thugs ysl rico trial has finally started they've been doing the discovery i've been thinking this so young thug is this rapper that's been like in court forever but i'm thinking the trial been on but it's literally just getting started sandy hook's family offered to settle alex jones 1.5 billion legal debt for a minimum of 85 million can alex jones make the 85 million possible he has a lot of conspiracy theorist fans Should cars have built-in speed limits? No, because then how will we ever go on the run? I mean, and I'm not just saying from the police. Like, what if I'm outrunning a killer? Six teenagers are on trial in Paris for their alleged roles in beheading of a teacher who showed a caricature of the Prophet of Islam to his class. Wow, they beheaded their teacher. That's crazy. All right. 
And Jimmy Carter is still alive. I keep it says former President Jimmy Carter is in Atlanta expected to attend services honoring the late first lady. I thought he was not alive, but he's still hanging on. Let's see what else we got here. Nothing really too crazy. I wonder why Barstool is trending. That Barstool Sports. But it must be some kind of competition. I don't know. Speaking of competitions, I've been watching this that Squid Games on Netflix. And I thought it was going to be dumb because it's like, it's a reality show. I'm just talking about the reality show version, but actually I find it very funny. And it's actually interesting how serious these people are about the show. And they're even like crying and actually feeling like they actually got shot in real life, even though it's just a show. And during my story time, I have an interview with one of the, well, I don't have an interview. I have a clip with one of the ladies and she's gonna say why they cry all the time because they are crying all the time on that show tupac and biggie's arrest fingerprints cards are up for auction they're two hundred and twenty-five thousand a piece so if you want to buy those you can let's see what else we got here the news is slow today, which is a good thing. I'm always happy when I don't have to, um, you know, read about murder and mayhem. Steve Harvey sings his wife Marjorie praise as he accepts the TV Icon Award at the Grio Awards. He won TV Icon. Yeah, guys, that's kind of it. Really, Every, everything else I've told you about the news. So let's go ahead and get into these Reddits, why don't we? Let's see here. What's the gnarliest thing to happen to you during sex? You know, this is a white person to ask this question because y'all love the word gnarly. But let's get into it. A girl I was seeing was giving me head as I lay in my bed. We were both pretty drunk on red wine. She says, I want to try deep t- to deep throat this thing. And she immediately gags herself and pukes up an entire bottle of wine all over me on my bed. That's gnarly. 
I was in the middle of nowhere in Texas getting a blowjob outside of a chick I barely knew. But turns out I was laying on top of a fire ant bed, but I didn't want to risk the blowjob. So I took the stings as long as I could trying to make it to the end. The ants won. We left and I was in agony for a while. Dang, she must have not been that good, dude. You couldn't even make it. I invited this girl over to my place for Valentine's Day. I was having kind of a dinner night for a few couples. We were all drinking really heavily and near the end of the night, she tried to pull me into the bedroom. I tried to gently, you know, say we shouldn't do anything because we're drunk. We also hadn't really known each other for that long. She started crying and yelling at me, making a scene in front of everyone at the house. I gave in and went into the bedroom with her and we started fooling around. She got on top of me and started riding me. It wasn't really good for me, but she's screaming her head off like she's in a poorly acted porno. Homegirl then proceeded to piss on me. It smelled really it smelled really bad and it was so much I didn't know what to do and I was scared to embarrass her or something because she threw a huge fit before so I pretended to finish and let her fall asleep and then got up to shower and sleep on the couch I drove her home in the morning and she thanked me for a great night and I smiled and waved when she got up she, when she got out of the car and then blocked her on everything as soon as I got home you better be happy she didn't get no dang on have no baby dude because that girl sound crazy. Her new kitten had a panic attack and jumped on me and clawed the hell out of my butt <laughs> during sex. Man, y'all got some gnarly stories here. A girl was riding me too hard. My thing slipped out and bent in half on her butt. Very painful and would not recommend it. that's gnarly mid intercourse and i asked if she was on birth control she answers no but it's okay i've had two abortions i couldn't believe my ears <laughs> cool that's gnarly i just want to say that what things are are what things people are ashamed of even though these things make them cool oh I guess it's things traits that people have that they're ashamed of that make them cool um I don't know I can't think of any off top my husband does have a widow's peak and I think they're pretty cool I feel like he should turn himself into Superman but he always shaves it and I don't know why people with widow's peak don't like them, but I think they're pretty cool. It could be like a young Superman, a young Eddie Munster, you know? Being genuinely passionate about something as opposed to being an empty husk of a human who endlessly browses the internet. Uncommon hobbies that people are really good at. Yeah, and a lot of people have amateur skills that they don't really blossom because they don't think that it's good young women with gray hair I think it looks so cool my wife went to high school with a guy who was a fantastic accordion player she says accordion didn't get him a lot of chicks at the time but that seems cool an unusual facial feature 
What's the quickest way you saw a coworker get fired? Probably working at a pizza place. I've seen a lot of people get fired and rehired. Let's see what these guys are saying. My newly hired coworker was on her second week of training, got caught up by a supervisor going to town with a vibrator in her cubicle, like pants unzipped, muffle moms, etc. I'm 90% sure she just got hired there to check something on her fetish bucket list. <laughs> wow. They got hired and then fell asleep during a meeting the first day and was asked to not come back. That's messed up because the meetings be boring, man. I mean, if you fall asleep on the meeting, if you doze off, like, that shouldn't be held against you. A guy got hired in the first firm I ever worked for. Turns up for the first morning at work. And within an hour, he's emailed the entire company about his band and availability for birthdays, weddings, etc. He was dismissed by lunchtime. <laughs> the boss sat her down to talk about her recent behavior at work. She whipped out her phone and started taking a video saying that it was her right to record. When it goes to court, the boss said, okay, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You're fired. He got caught jerking off into a milk carton in a lunchroom fridge. No, man. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I fired someone who decided her second day that she was going to go out to lunch and not come back. The next morning, she told everyone all about the shopping she did. She seemed confused about the expectations. Well, you know. A coworker thought it was a good idea to mix booze. And benzos and kind of work like that. He was caught up with a can of beer on his desk. This was his last Monday. You know, if he was smart, he would have went to rehab and kept his job like a good addict. Addicts be having longevity on their jobs. But let's get into these story times, guys. Uh, Danielle Redlick. Her story starts off with meeting a guy named Michael. Hi, can I help you? Well, sweetheart, my wife just died. How do you feel about coming home and making an old man feel better? Oh my gosh, Dad, you're so sweet. I'll see you when I get home. Yep, you heard that right. That was her stepdad. Now, he claimed to have only married her mom for insurance purposes, but <clears throat> you don't think they run at you? I do. Anyway, the mom had died of breast cancer, unfortunately, and he soon went after his daughter. Being 20 years younger than her stepdad, she saw him as worldly, wise, and familiar, so she was attracted to him. Michael was somewhere in his 40s when they got together, and he worked for the NBA team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, he and Danielle got married. They were married for about 15 years, and he moved on to work for the University of Central Florida. Now, during their time together, Michael cheated on his daughter wife with another woman. Now, Danielle was upset that her father husband cheated on her, and so she left. Now, he wanted his daughter back, so he actually went and got her, and they got back together. And just like that, she was calling him daddy again. Yuck. Now, Michael finally got his little girl to come back home, so he was not letting anything come between them ever again. So imagine his surprise when he found his daughter wife was on dating apps. The dating app he found his daughter wife on was Meet Mindful. For those who want to live their happiest, healthiest life. So January the 11th, 2019, Michael decided to confront his daughter wife about her being on dating apps. 
Now, from this point on, Danielle's story changed a couple of times. So, the first version of her story went kind of like this. You cheating on me? What is that? Oh, you... After the fight, she claimed that she grabbed a knife for self-defense. He snatched the knife away from her and stabbed himself. The second time that she told the story, she said that she grabbed the knife and she stabbed him for self-defense. Like, he was going to hurt me. Okay, Danielle. After she stabbed him, she claimed that she went into the bathroom and locked herself away and just waited while he moaned and screamed for help in the next room until he died. Then, after he was dead, she went outside and decided to tidy up the place. Now, she'd been cleaning up for so long, she was like, oh, I got so tired, I just had to take a nap. He was dead for about five hours at this time. She took about a four-hour nap, and then she woke up, and guess what she decided to do? Check on her messages, yeah! Because now that her husband and her father was dead, she had time to pursue other men. It was after 11 hours, then she decided to call the police. It later came out that he was writing emails and telling other people that he knew that he, if he died, she killed him. And after all the evidence mounted against her, she was acquitted. She only got 12 months probation. Now she's a free widow and an orphan. <laughs> crazy, right? That is crazy. Y'all notice in every scary movie where there's possession and the son or the daughter start foaming at the mouth and cussing and doing back bends down the hallway, the parents always say, oh, we need to find a priest. That's your problem. Y'all don't have a church home. The last time y'all seen the Bible was the wedding night. Ain't no crosses on the wall. Y'all don't play gospel music. Y'all don't go to church. These little badass, these little rascals haven't even been Christian. And they don't do no research at the end of the movie. Now, all of a sudden, they at the library trying to figure out what's the root of the problem. It's a cemetery in your backyard. They used to do rituals in your living room, and the previous owner was a serial killer. That's why this mansion was on Zillow for $50,000. <laughs> you need a church home in your life, just in case. Thomas? Who are you? Excuse me? Who are you? Oh, I'm a friend of Thomas's. Well, I know all of his friends, and I don't know you. So, why are you at my house? And how do you have my address? You can tell him it's expensive. It's who? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I say your name is what? What's your name? This is his wife. Wife? Uh, yeah, this is his wife. And why do you have oh, my house? And why do you have my address? I'm sorry? Why do you have my address? Well, we're friends, okay, and he didn't mention anything about a wife. Well, he does have a wife, and that's me. So, I'm trying to figure out what type of friend are you. Well, I'm calling him right now. You can call him. Believe me, call him, because believe me, 
he gonna he gonna hit the business for me. He better not answer. And why are you calling him? Why are you? First of all, why do you even have his number? You said you're a friend, but I don't know, and I know all his friends. Oh, he know better not to answer. Well, he didn't answer. Can you please tell him to come to the door? His no. car is right. No, oh, I cannot I stop him anything. What you can do is get away from my door um, before I call 911 and say I got a trespasser at my door. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you do your thing, girl. Get away from this door. Child, she, she seemed very calm with some woman coming up to her door looking for her husband. Seems very fishy. Hey guys, I'm Nisha. I'm player 180 from Squid Game The Challenge Netflix. And I just wanted to come on here real quick just to share a little bit more of my truth. If you watched my last video, you guys know I was eliminated the first round. And I just wanted to chat a little bit more about what filming was like so you guys can really understand what you're actually watching on the TV. You might have seen a lot of other participants in the game show actually show and tell you guys what exactly went down. But I'm going to try to just wrap it up real quick for you guys. So basically, we were flown out to London. My process started like back August the year before. We filmed in January in London in a really, really, really cold area. I don't know if it was like an airport or storage building. I don't know, but it was extremely cold. Um, we were given hand warmers and like foot warmers. Some of people, I guess, had to give them back. I had mine in my pocket. So if you watch the show, you'll see most people had their hands in their pockets when they were running you guys the biggest catch and what you guys don't understand is that every time she stopped singing we were having to hold our position for 30 to 40 minutes um there were even times they gave us breaks and let us like relax for a second because people were receiving medical attention so what happened is like you're frozen you just literally have to stay frozen and then you're hearing people scream medic medic because people are falling out literally falling out cold when you're standing in one position for a long time you get cramps charlie horses all these things I'm a very active person I work out and I've never experienced the type of brutality that I experienced that day um, I went into this thinking it was going to be red light green light just like the game five minutes on the clock let's go let's do this um, I want you guys to think about something why were so many people eliminated during red light green light like literally half the participants do you really think that many people couldn't play red light green light no it was because they had a certain number of people they needed to get through they only had a certain number of beds at the end of the day we know what we signed up for it's reality TV they put on a production they wrote out their script their villain their hero their you know sad story all the stories they wanted and they cast it accordingly okay so we knew what we were signing up for i just thought it was going to be a little bit more realistic as far as us actually playing the games and it wasn't we filmed red light green light for hours 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 I was in the game for, I want to say about four hours, um, so literally stopping, staying still for 30 minutes, hearing people get shot all around you, their squid packs going off, it was crazy, you know, and I'm literally... I'm towards the line like I'm so close to the line but then all of a sudden everyone in front of me I notice is starting to get shot like everyone who's almost close to the line is starting to get shot and then 
all of a sudden like hour four i'm so close probably have like one more song till i'm over and my squid pack just goes off i didn't move i didn't do anything different than i was doing the whole game and it just went off so it was just like really weird but i was just like okay um so yeah lots 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 of that happened it was a crazy crazy experience um i just want to shout out the girl who was in that squat position i know from how they edited it it looked like literally she just got in a squat and fell over that girl was holding that squat for a long time if you ended up in a squat position or any uncomfortable position baby i felt so sorry for you that's why there were people laying down on the floor because our muscles were literally screaming crying it, it was it was horrendous you know it was it was crazy um and i know the the main thing everyone wants to comment you guys know what you signed up for yeah and i'm so damn proud of everybody who did that because there's so many people who would never ever do that or who would give up right away so for all of my other 455 players shout out to y'all for going through that it was crazy um but yeah so that's just a few things i just wanted to kind of shout out real quick of course if you guys have any more questions you can let me know but yeah shout out to me player 180 that's our mugshot right there we took before we even got in the game no makeup they told us not to smile <laughs> at that point i had my braces and i was looking real crazy but yeah girl that was it that show is interesting it was i mean it's a lot like the movie so if you like the movie you'll enjoy the show just because these people aren't really dying but they're so dramatic like they are which is funny to me but it's an interesting com concept to see real actual people do it because it literally felt like the movie the backstabbing the everything happens i think that's the part i like too is because you have to like pretty much backstab each other and eliminate each other so i i have been enjoying squid games the reality show so far Okay, so folks, so day one of the Young Thug Ringo trial. Oh, baby, I'm locked in. So this is Jeffrey Williams right here, aka Young Thug. Okay, he that prison food getting to him, his neck and got all thick stuff. Anyways, him and his little YSL homies got hit with a 65 count uh, Rico indictment down there in Fulton County, Georgia. And the trial started today. And I'm telling you right now, up with the statements was off the easy. The state's whole argument is bump all that rapper stuff y'all talking about. YSL's the gang. Okay, they be out here committing crimes and stuff like that. And uh, Jeffrey right here, Young Thug, he the leader. Pack and he got to go. And one of the big hots on the block with this story is are they going to use his rap lyrics as evidence to show that he was committing crime? Yes, indeed they are because there were 17 lyrics that the judge said, go ahead and run them. They can come in as evidence. So the thing about Rico is scary because you get to tell a whole picture, a whole story, and basically show like, yo, it's these people who organize. They got a little gang, little organization going on. They out here committing crimes. And even if you're not present when one of the missions go down, if you are part of an organization or you got something to do with it or you benefited from it, you are guilty too and so you're going to jail with everybody else. So in the state's opening statement, she said, look, YSL, Jeffrey, Young Thug right here, he started YSL, but YSL grew from a former gang, which was called Rock Crew or something like that, and Rock stood for Raised on Cleveland. Cleveland Avenue is the area that apparently him and his people is terrorizing. And then Rock Crew was actually a smaller segment of another larger blood gang or whatever. So anyways, I guess Rock Crew had a little issue, had a little beef internally, and they... So that's that. Um, yeah, Young Thug's trial just started. And I guess we'll see if he gets time or not. It, like I said, he's been in court uh, this whole entire year. So we'll see. I don't know when these rappers are going to learn that they shouldn't put their crimes in their lyrics. I don't even, I mean, they still do, but mm, 
You may have seen the controversy recently where police agencies are urging parents to take a look at their kids' phones regarding iOS 17. And the feature that everyone is worried about is called name drop. And here's how it works. If you bring your phone close to someone else's, you can exchange information, which makes it really easy. Unfortunately, it allows somebody to come up and bring their phone close to yours and depending on your settings, get your information or worse yet, do the same to your child's phone. So there's a lot of controversy over this for really good reason. So grab your phone and let me show you exactly how to shut this off. Click on settings and from here scroll down to general click there and from here click on airdrop and as you can see right here if you go halfway down you'll see bringing devices together and it allows you to easily swap numbers with name drop or share photos however this is not going to be good if somebody brings their phone close to yours so i recommend that you just turn this to off as long as it's gray it's off if it's green it's on Careful. His punishment in the last couple of hours for murdering two teenage boys. That bounty hunter now is on his way to prison for more than 100 years. Our crime beat reporter Steve Jefferson was there in the courtroom when that convicted bondsman tried to get the judge to go easy on him. During sentencing here at the city county building, convicted killer Kevin Watkins went as far as showing the court permanent bruises, saying his own past injuries may have triggered him to kill the two boys. Kevin Watkins waved at our news camera on his way back to his jail cell Friday afternoon. He is about to start two consecutive 55-year sentences in the Department of Corrections. The father of one of the boys he's convicted of killing asked the judge to give Watkins the prison time he deserves. That's 110 years. Uh, that's good. Mr. Watkins is a monster that should never be alive back on the street. A jury convicted Watkins in the 2015 Christmas Eve murders of 15-year-old Timmy Jackson and his best friend, 16-year-old Satori Williams. The bounty hunter used this tomahawk hatchet to kill the boys outside his East Indy home. Watkins then buried their bodies in separate graves to reportedly cover up his crime. Right before sentencing, Watkins showed everyone in the courtroom a scar on his leg and told the court, quote, I have been hurt too. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, everything went bad. But Watkins' sympathy plea didn't move Judge Grant Hawkins nor the victim's family like Timmy Jackson's oldest brother who called for justice. The justice was interpreted in the manner that it should have been. So I ain't got any complaints. After sentencing here at the city county building, Watkins told Judge Hawkins he wants to appeal his 110-year sentence. And in a rare move, Mary County Prosecutor Terry Curry sat in the back of the courtroom to witness the sentencing. I'll tell you what he had to say coming up at 6 o'clock. Reporting downtown, I'm C That's crazy. Today, I'm embracing my age. I am a 48-year-old man. Now, what you don't see is the fact that I convinced myself that I can make it home to pee. I pulled up, I got out the car, and I just started pumping my arms really fast to get up to my door. But my legs were, I just wasn't going nowhere. And then 
second floor and missed the whole step and just I just sat down there and just peed on myself I'm not proud about it I'm just back in the day I would have been able to make it I would have been able to make it I mean of course my I would have had to have my stuff out by the time I hit the door you know that would be like a close call and I was like but not today nope I just sat at the bottom of that step and I just peed on my wood floors on myself just I just peed I was gonna color my beard tomorrow but why I just saw the whole world just see how old I am just old Still can't get over that. My arms was moving so fast, but I wasn't going nowhere. Just peed on myself. I'm about to call my mom just tell her I peed on myself. <laughs> just sat at the bottom of the steps, knees hurting, and just peed on myself. So, hope you guys had a good day. Had a good day until I peed on myself. Is that the ambulance coming to get you in the background, big homie? Now, getting old is something else, man. He like, why even color my beard anymore? Like, I feel you, man. What is going on in the company that created ChatGBT is without a doubt going to be created into a movie. And we are living through it in real time. So you know ChatGBT. Word on the street is it's helping all of you guys get through high school, college, whatnot. The company that created ChatGBT is OpenAI. Behind me are three of the co-founders of OpenAI, including Sam Altman. I would have said Sam Altman is the current CEO of OpenAI. However, on Friday afternoon, he was fired abruptly. Now, Sam Altman's a big deal in the technology world. This would be like Bill Belichick getting fired randomly. OpenAI said after review, Sam Altman was not consistently candid in his communications with the board of directors. The board no longer has confidence in his ability to continue leading OpenAI. Sam Altman's co-founder, Greg Brockman, was told, hey, you're the president of the company right now, but we're going to demote you. However, we want to keep you on board. Greg Brockman heard about this and said, hey, I'm super proud of what we've all built together since starting my apartment eight years ago, but I quit. The ramifications of firing Sam and losing Brockman were significant for OpenAI. Three senior OpenAI researchers resigned after Brockman, including the director of research and head of preparedness. OpenAI's biggest investor, Microsoft, who pledged $10 billion to this company, was also not happy about this. They were caught off guard. The CEO of Microsoft said he was furious with the decision and began pushing the board to consider reinstating Sam Altman as the CEO. Now, who is the CEO at this time, at least interim? That's Mira Marotti. She wasn't a co-founder of OpenAI, but she had been with OpenAI since 2018. Now, you may be thinking, oh, Mira must have been the one that stabbed Sam Altman in the back along with Greg at, with the board of directors. But no, no, no. It's this fellow right here. Ilya Suskover is another co-founder of OpenAI, and it appears that he was the one who pretty much came up with this secession-like plan to oust 
Sam Altman as the CEO of OpenAI. Multiple sources claimed Sutskever's integral role in Altman's firing suggested there was a hotbed of tension between the nonprofit and for-profit sides of the business. Now, I want you to fast forward to Sunday. Sam Altman posted this picture where he is at OpenAI. He says, first and last time I ever wear one of these, it's a guest pass. On Saturday night, it appeared that the OpenAI board of directors and Sam Altman had reached an agreement to bring Sam Altman back as the CEO. They saw the mistake they made and also with pressure from Microsoft, they saw, okay, we got to bring Sam back. For most of Sunday, it appeared Sam believed he was going to be the CEO of OpenAI again. But then around midnight on Sunday night, it was announced by Ilya, the guy who stabbed Sam in the back, that Sam Altman would not be returning as the CEO of OpenAI. The OpenAI board has hired Emmett Shear as the CEO. He's the former CEO of Twitch. My understanding is that Sam is in shock. Now on top of this, to you know, stab Sam a little bit more in the back, Emmett Shear is one of his friends. As Emily Chang reported, I believe Sam and Emmett were in the same class at Y Combinator. Another Twitter user pointed out that not just the same class, the very first Genesis class at Y Combinator, this is like Cain and Abel, only worse. Emily said, right, not just the first class in 2005, but they also came back in the same year as partners in 2011. Sam Altman continued to work at Y Combinator until he left there for OpenAI. Now you may remember Mira, who was the interim CEO for all of 48 hours, what happened to her? Well, she's pretty much gone now. As Ashley Vance pointed out, so here's what happened at OpenAI tonight. Mira planned to hire Sam and Greg back. She turned Team Sam over the past couple of days. Idea was to force board to fire everyone, which they figured the board would not do. Board went to total silence, found their own CEO, Emmett Shear. And if you're wondering if Emmett Shear is this highly qualified candidate, that is not the case. Kara Swisher uh, pointed out that the CEO, who is, and I am being generous here, less than impressive in comparison to the interim CEO, Mira Marathi, and obviously Altman. So yeah, this is going to be a movie. Um, 100% Netflix, might as well pick it up right now. Uh, make it a TV show or movie, I don't care. This is, this is, this is some good stuff. Uh, this is going to be a good book one day. I'm going to read it. Plot twist. They kill them all and make AIs and real chatbots. What made you call me? So what made you call me? What, what made me call you? Yeah. I had some time to go through my posts and look at stories. Wait, I just had some bad news recently. An excuse? Okay, got it. No, it's not an excuse. Okay. I'm not playing. Like, I really just lost my grandmother. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I really did. To breast cancer. So I just got back to Georgia probably like two days ago. Is that an excuse? Yeah, did that come? I mean, two days ago. And I'm not, you know, trying to be insensitive. But two days ago, compared to when we were supposed to go out, it's a lot of time in between there. It's a great time, yeah. So, I am sorry about your loss. Genuinely, but there's a lot of time in between there, so I don't understand for real what really happened. But I get it. People are busy. People are grown. I understand that. But you had multiple chances. Yeah, I did have multiple chances. But that's just. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not, uh, okay. 
had a child with him um he ended up leaving you at the altar when you were supposed to get married but you still stuck with him um only for him to leave you a couple months after that for his co-worker you both were 26 at the time and she was barely 18 and while you're really angry and mad at that point the fact that he uh left you for somebody else you did come to realize that it really was for the best of everything you ended up meeting who would later be your husband and everything seemed to start of kind of move forward uh you were sharing custody with him until one day he turned and told your daughter that he was no longer her father he didn't want to see her anymore and uh he'll never see her again and he stuck to that and then he went off got married and had a son with the girl that he cheated on you with his co-worker and you didn't hear anything from them for a while like a long time until you get a text message one day that says hey girl can you call me and you're really stressed out because you're like okay my daughter's finally like going into a routine of everything and now are they wanting to see her again so you reply yeah go ahead and call me and the first thing that the girl says i know that you're not like the biggest fan of me but he cheated on me and we're getting a divorce and on the inside you're like "Mm, that's what you get but on the outside you're like you know what i'm really sorry i hate to see a family break up uh how can i help you with that though why are you calling me and she says well you know that we had a son together and i think that that your daughter and my son should get to meet each other since they're siblings and you tell her you know i'm not your biggest fan but i'm gonna put that aside uh because our kids do need to meet each other they are siblings now you have agoraphobia so anytime you go to meet up your husband comes along with you and the girl is really respectful considering she home wrecked um your last relationship she really doesn't hang around your husband she'll like reply or say something to him but she doesn't hover around him she's really respectful it seems like she understands boundaries and you guys have you know met up maybe three or four times let the kids see each other and then you've went on your way so you go to a 
something, a, an event for the kids, and uh, they get to see each other again after a couple months. And for whatever reason now, she wants to hover over your husband. And your husband is very polite. He's a very sweet man, but he also knows how to set up boundaries. So when she asks him, ah, Lance, my car's AC isn't working. Do you think you could fix it for me for like free? And he says, no, I'm sorry. I am not certified to work on air conditioning. I'm sorry about that. Politely, because even if he could, would, was certified, he ain't going to do it. So he says, no, I apologize. I'm not going to be able to do that for you. And she goes, it's okay. I'm just really struggling with it. And then later on that day, uh, your husband is pointing out to your daughter some stray cats and they're cute and stuff. And she, the, uh, <laughs> the ex-wife goes up and she's like pressing on your husband and like standing really next to him. And she's like, oh my God, those cats are very cute. And this is me in the background. Are you fucking kidding me? But you really aren't worried because your husband does love you. Um, anytime that the girl tries to get close to him, he steps away. He comes back to stand with you. He's being very nice. So now you have to sit here and decide, do I continue to let my daughter see her brother? Even though we now have to deal with the uh, girl flirting with my husband. Or do, what do I do? Because I'm right there. I'm right there. I, I I am flabbergasted because like how dare you how dare you I truly am not worried like Lance isn't gonna go anywhere but it's it's like the audacity the audacity girl flabbergasted isn't the word delusional the woo woo is never be around somebody that stole your first husband not that anybody could be stole but that lady got a Jezebel spirit on her there's ways to see the kids without you know y'all better mutually meet up with a place where she's not coming cause uh uh-uh. uh no ma'am no ma'am Pam but I'll be back tomorrow with more mess you guys know keep it up